Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Tennessee, it was not its night, falling to 27-13. Between the Hedges, down here at George in the Top 3 Showdown, I'm Eric Kane, Austin Price, here on the BallQuest mini-podcast, post-game mini-podcast. Austin, it just seemed like Tennessee, it, it buried itself in a hole early on. It got that quick field goal, but from then on, uh, Georgia kind of just kind of ran the show, and Tennessee struggled to protect Hendon Hooker. Tennessee struggled to push the ball down the field. Tennessee struggled defensively to limit the big plays or get pressure on Stetson Bennett. Um, yeah, it started raining in the uh, in the second half. That was kind of fitting because, I mean, it was 24 to six or whatever it was by halftime, just not the Volunteers' nights in a game where everybody was watching. No, you're right, and, and sometimes it's just not. Um, yeah. You know, they, they kind of fell behind, you know, the the eight ball early. Before the game, another media guy said, how do you think this game's going to go? And I said, you know, I was like, I picked Tennessee, but I said, honestly, ask me after the first quarter. I said, because I think the first quarter, you know, will tell kind of what's going to happen because I yeah. thought, you know, if Tennessee fell behind like they did, it was going to be hard on them. Now, a lot of people pick Tennessee all game day outside of Luke Bryan and and you know David Pollock. They don't yeah. count. The one guy played here and the other guy's a, ten- a Georgia fan. Pick Tennessee. You know everybody but Hubs picked Tennessee. Um, and truth be known, he wanted to flip it at the last second. And I said, no, you've got to roll to play because <laughs> he, he was he was he was picking against them the whole he's week. Got, he's got to play his role, yeah. And um, and so um, so I'm, my point is, is like you know, it's it's not like you know this is some shock that Tennessee lost, but you, if you'd said, hey, Austin, they're going to get shellacked in Athens, yeah, I would have told you fifty-two twenty-eight, not twenty-seven thirteen, and didn't score your first touchdown and only touchdown to four minutes to go. Like that's what's so shocking to me is it's how it played out. Like yeah. it's not that they lost. It, it's 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 definitely not that George actually won it comfortably. It's that Tennessee had no effect on Georgia's defense offensively. I, they they did better last year at Neyland with less talent and uh, sure a lot less momentum than they did here tonight. Crowd part of it. I, I didn't think going in. I thought that left tackle spot with JJ Crawford and Gerald Mincy would be really interesting to see how they handled the crowd. Um, it wasn't just them; it was others. Um, yeah. But Tennessee was clearly affected by the, uh, you know, by the crowd. The crowd was loud. And I said in the two-minute drop, but then every, every every other year since 2004, um, which basically makes about nine or ten trips, I guess. I'm not counted them. Not quick enough math to figure out, you know, how many trips I've actually been here. But um, that's the loudest I've heard it uh, here, um, and uh, comparable to all the other big ones in the league. So, you know, kudos to their uh, the, their fans. They brought it, and the defense brought it. Georgia's offense again. Uh, if you'd said Brock Bowers is, you know, look at his stat line, you would have predicted Tennessee is going to. Yeah. You know, now again, I mean, they they did. You know, they held them to twenty-seven, and I know they kind of shut down a little bit in the second half and kind of went conservative. But Tennessee's always been able to stop the run pretty decent. Now in the first half, they kind of gashed them for some big runs. But you know, again, kudos to you know Tennessee for stepping through. The uh, 
I mean, t- t- Tennessee did get shellacked, and the final score is going to say a loss by two touchdowns. There's a lot going on around us right now, so if you're listening, apologize. Yeah, they're breaking down stuff. We're breaking down stuff. Going by. We're next to an airport. Unfortunately, we're not getting on a plane when we leave here, and that's going to suck. But um, Tennessee lost by 14 points, and you know, in years past, Tennessee would have lost by you know 35 or, or 27 or whatever. And again, that's not moral victories or, or nothing. But point of the matter is, it, it took till the last little bit of the fourth quarter. For Tennessee to score a touchdown, and, and that's what shocks me the most. Sixty-one yards of the two hundred and seventy-eight total Tennessee um, got on the day came in the last drive, and um, that, that's the shocking thing for me in this football game. And, and I don't think the moment was too big, Austin. I just think the cl- the crowd did play such a big factor. I mean, couldn't hear yourself think. You and I were sitting next to each other. We couldn't hear each other talk. Um, you know, a lot of I mean, our fans at Tennessee that that come on and and contribute to the side and go to the games. They do the same thing at Neyland Stadium. Um, it was a big-time factor, and Tennessee continued to fall start. Couldn't hear Hendon Hooker. But when you can't hear your field general down there, you know, like, what are you going to do? And, and that that's a big reason why the struggles happen tonight. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, yeah, I continue to find Jalen Hyatt the most refreshing kid on this team. He just, you know, when he comes in there, he's like, the crowd, you know, kudos to them. I mean, he was very, very... Uh, vocal about it, and uh, you know, whereas like Henley comes in, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, these hits felt the same as every week. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, yeah. like, he got battered and beat up tonight. Um, oh, yeah, you know, he was and, sacked six times. Yeah, and and hit several more. And you know, I did think he held on to the ball, and I'd have to go back and rewatch. I mean, when you're watching it in real time, you, you can't tell. Lot, yeah. Did he miss? Did he? Did he not throw him open? Did he? Did he just hold on to it too long? Or was it you know, truly nobody there? I will say two of the balls down the field, and I'm not trying. As a quarterback, you got to hit your receiver. I'm not trying to be you know rude or anything, but Bruce McCoy was the one of them. Prince and Fan was the other. Those are some pretty good looking balls. Um, maybe if it was a Jalen Hyatt or maybe somebody else, maybe they would have converted. But point of the matter is, he still missed some wide open guys a couple times tonight when it could have been big plays. Yeah, uh, you know, they missed the, you know Hyatt on that you know deep ball in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day. Tennessee just wasn't going to make enough big plays in this game. They weren't going to big play Georgia. Tennessee, you know, anything they got, they had to scrap and claw and fight for. I mean, nothing came easy. Nothing. And, uh, you know. um, You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to the drawing board. These next three are games that Tennessee comes in motivated scores like they've been scoring. The other teams can't keep up with them. South Carolina can't score enough. Missouri can't score enough. Yep. Vanderbilt can't score enough. Now, as you pointed out, Missouri has been scrappy. You know, but I mean, they lost to a Kentucky team that Tennessee just bludgeoned last week, right? Missouri also beat Vanderbilt by three points. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, again, I think it would take something drastic for yeah. Tennessee to not win out and go 11-1. and one. Be sitting there waiting to see what happens at the college football mm-hmm. playoff. We're sitting here as this game ends. Alabama's at halftime, traveling seven to six. Clemson's down fourteen to nothing late in the second quarter to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, things could still happen. Tennessee could slide in. Now, here's the interesting part: I, the college football playoffs never put a rematch in the semifinals. I, I, 
would they do that with it? Because you know, like, you know, if Georgia wins out, they're probably one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That means Tennessee does not have a rematch in the Peach Bowl would have to you know, jump somebody, jump somebody yeah. and get to the three. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's possible. I mean, you got to think about, you know, if Clemson loses and, you know, TCU loses and Alabama's got a second loss and, you know, Michigan or Ohio State gets handled by the other, yeah. you know, because I, I don't think Tennessee or I don't think the college football playoff would want uh, a, a, any kind of rematch in the semifinals if you can avoid it. So, you know, again, Tennessee's got to take a, take advantage of the next three first. They got to you know you know win out and then just kind of let the chips where they fall where they may. Point is, if you went out at worst, you're in the New Year Six, likely New Orleans at eleven and one, and and, and and Tennessee fans having not won more than eight games in a regular season since Philip Fulmer won ten in two thousand seven and went to Atlanta, yeah. should be ecstatic with that. But I get. You know, they came into this game with all this momentum. They're number one in the college football playoff. First time they've been relevant in so long. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to fall flat, to lose the way they did. I thought the play calling today, I did not think, you know, that the, the offensive side had, a, a you know, their best day. You know, you, you, you mentioned to me in the press box, it, very odd, strange calls. Some like, you know, the delay on a third and one. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, especially weird. when Georgia was having so much success, mm-hmm. kind of blowing up that interior of the offensive line. Just doesn't make much, you know, make much sense. I mean, any way you spend it, 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 it's a tough loss. And, again, I, I'm, I'm not into moral victories. I'm not trying to preach this. We spoke on the two-minute drill. You still have a chance. You're going to be, as you pointed out, you're going to be sitting around there towards the end of the season saying, all right, what's going to what, – you know, this domino piece here, um, you're not going to play in Atlanta most likely unless the wheels fall off with Georgia. How many times in sport since NFL went to wild cards and Major League Baseball went to wild cards, have those teams been the hot team, got in? Yeah. You know, and, and, the Atlanta Braves and, last year, and, and do something, and yeah. do something with it. Look at the Phillies this year, 100. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they can come back and win or not, like you just want that opportunity. You want to yeah. be in the tournament, right? And so, you know, again, win the next three, take care of business, um, and and then let the chips fall where they may. And at worst case scenario, again, you're in a New Year's Six game, playing a team that you should be able to, you know. Have success against uh, in the Sugar Bowl. Remember, Tennessee's not been to the Sugar Bowl since 1991. Yeah, uh, I was eight. You were negative something. Um, you know, even Hubs was young. He had he had he had no gray hair the last time Tennessee played in the Sugar Bowl. So. He had two good hips. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Rob was still drinking coffee at like 15 years old. All right, Tennessee Falls tonight between the hedges here in Georgia. Final score 27-13. Sometimes as Josh Heupel says post-game, hey, it's football. It happens. Tennessee can rebound and potentially just have one loss here in the regular season. We'll see what uh, what happens. We're going to have plenty of continual coverage. Got tons on the front page right now. Uh, got tons over at YouTube as well. Tons on the board of the general quarters. Check it all out. We'll have tons tomorrow. Brent Hubs and I will both have our review pieces. We'll be live on the Rocky Top Rewind tomorrow night, so stay tuned. All that and more coming up at FallQuest.com. For the final time here at Sanford Field, Tennessee 13, Georgia 27. And these two teams potentially can meet later on the season. We'll have to find out, but more coverage over at VolQuest.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.